What is going on, everybody? Hello and welcome to a new show of mine called Rambling with Redders. Tonight, this is episode one, um, a show basically where I get to sit down and have a conversation about life, about gaming with some of my favorite people within the gaming community. And joining me tonight, we have XBL UK panelist and host of the Gaming Room 101. We have the Jenna Gaming. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be doing this. It's a welcome distraction, yeah. as I mentioned before we recorded. My day has been poor, to put it politely. <laughs> <laughs> this is a welcome escape. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, basically, just want to talk about gaming and, you know, all that fun stuff. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, A lot. I've, I've just really thrown myself into a lot of shorter games recently because I just want to I find I'm playing a lot of live service games, and to be honest, you don't really experience much in them. They're fun, but then yeah. I find myself like I, I don't feel like I've finished anything for a while. So I chucked myself into a lot of shorter games, and like the that Firewatch and um, mm. Score. I keep meaning to play that. I still haven't played it. It's really good. It's depressing. It's really good, <laughs> and I chose the wrong option at the end. And this is one thing that drives me nuts in games when they give you. Yeah. What option do you want to choose to respond with? But they don't give you the context behind your response. And All you say, right. oh, yeah, I would say this. And then they say something. And it's like, no, no, that's there was extras. You didn't explain the extras. <laughs> like, you've completely messed up my ending that I wanted. Congratulations. So. You've chosen the worst ending possible. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. I've decided to go live on my own in the outback instead of be with the woman I love. Fuck me. Like, yeah, those, <laughs> those type of scenarios where you, yeah, right, you choose yeah. something, you're like, oh, this 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 got to be the right option. And no, definitely not. Yeah, it's the kind of answer you kind of need a bit of hindsight with. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing a game called Dreamscaper. It seems yeah. no one on my friends list has played for more than 13 minutes other than me. Um, I don't think I've even heard of it. What's it about? It's beautiful. It's, it's a game where you just some woman in her room, she's got a PS1, and she plays a game, and then you go to sleep, and whenever you go to sleep, it turns into a roguelite where you, you relive her <laughs> memories. It's a beautiful, like, kind of oil painting type art style to her. Yeah. And then you obviously clear each dungeon, beat the boss, and you descend further into her dreams, which start to turn into nightmares the deeper you get. And then when right. you lose, she wakes up and you use what you've learned to either go meditate in the park to improve your skills or go to a coffee shop and stencil. And that what you're stenciling is new skills for when you're asleep and stuff like that. that. It's a really, really cool idea. And it's got little yeah. portals at the end of each room to go to the next level. So instead of it just you walk into a different dungeon, when you touch it, the painting disappears and a new painting appears immediately. It's just so beautifully done. But nobody's played it. Like, I'll check it out. That sounds, that sounds really interesting. It is. It's I beautiful. Like some some of my friends got 13 minutes in, and yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Uninstall. <laughs> enough action. That's yeah, you've got, you got to feel for these indie devs. They pour their hearts <laughs> into these games. Some people go, mm, no, nah, I'm all right. Yeah, right. Even playing, I don't uh, Adam. He is the world's worst for it. Like, he just uninstalls everything. Is now his motto. Like, in, yeah. when it, we're talking in WhatsApp about games coming up, and he just goes, uninstall. Like, he hasn't even tried the game, but he's uninstalled <laughs> it before he even tries it. Uh, so. That's fair. We are. Uh, we're recording a show. Yeah. Good evening, Mrs. Jenner. You can come get a drink. Yeah, they all know you, Mrs. Jenner. <laughs> Mrs. Jenner is an extended part of the XBL family. She doesn't know it yet. She's going to be. Uh, she's going to be on some gaming with the Jenners, isn't she? She can't. She, is. she has her own gamer tag. She's got. Well, she's had her own gamer tag for ages anyway. But she now has a separate Xbox and Ultimate, yeah. so she can play Chivalry Two and Fallout nice. and all that stuff. She really likes Chivalry Two. She's looking forward to playing um, Modern Warfare Four 2. Guys, yeah, sorry. What did I say? 
Fallout. Oh no, you don't yeah. watch Fallout, do you? Yeah. Fallout. And she's wearing short shorts just for the OnlyFans tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I know she's been playing a playstyle, Requiem. How you find that? Yeah, beautiful game. It's it's long. Um, it just seems like the first game was really good. I didn't. I never finished it for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm getting the feeling with the second one, I am going to finish it. It just seems like I've been playing it for a long time and nothing's happened yet. All right. Um, Lots of exploration and stuff to do, like the first one. Yeah, perfect. I've left my tumble dryer on, so every 15 minutes is going to make that grinding noise. I'm not sure if you heard oh, it. Oh, but... can't even hear it. Yeah, can't even hear it. That's the beauty of this show. It's, it's just a chat with mates. It's not structured. It's just two mates having a chat. So I don't, It's I'm clearly not, not structured. Yeah. <laughs> left the dog in here as well when she pissed off. He's, he's lapping up the water behind me. <laughs> but yeah, um, Plague's Tale, great game, looks beautiful, fun to yeah. play. Um, I've seen some weirdos on Twitter comparing Amicia to other women. Why? Cat in this time as well, are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> comparing like Amicia to other characters that go, well, we've got her. And she's 15, you weirdos. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right. I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah. Um, that's to be fair, that's what creeps me out about anime uh, girls as well. Like, yeah. There's, you can tell that there's a lot of a lot of the um, like hype around anime girls is the fact that people find them sexually attractive, but they're like teenagers. Yeah. It's people just really bizarre. People into school uniforms have always worried me. When you go, oh yeah, yeah cheerleader or school uniform, I'm like how old are you? What's, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Like, um, yeah, right. yeah, weird. Yeah, proper weird. I've never I've never understood it. Twitter's a great place. If if you're watching this and you're someone who's into games and you've never ventured into Twitter, it's oh. fantastic because like I <laughs> I grew up loving games. My brothers introduced me to games and my dad and stuff. And then you kind of get older and then you learn more about games and what you like. And then you go to Twitter to meet more people to talk about games. And what you find is just a community of people who hate games, hate each other, <laughs> hate everything about gaming. That's and then true. if you dig through. All of that awfulness, you'll find a couple of really cool people like yourself yeah. and Ash and Sensei and and like BMG and Muppet and stuff and Fimber, like just some really cool people who actually yeah. like gaming and want you to talk about wade through it in you quite a lot until you find these people. I find I I've I don't like Twitter like that. I, I spend most of my time on Twitter. I prefer Twitter to Facebook, but I don't yes. overly like Twitter because nothing will ruin something faster for you than Twitter, I've noticed. Like I, I find that coming out of E3, I always think, yeah, there's some really cool games. And then you go on Twitter to talk about those really cool games and it's immediately getting dumped on. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing I find really difficult about it. Because like it's yeah, I think everybody ruins it for everybody else. Like it's very toxic. Um but yeah, yeah it's the least happy place in, on earth. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's proper yeah. proper weird. Especially like when you these are people that say they love gaming, but they go on there and just trash everything like yeah it's, uh, yeah proper weird so what what was the very first games console you ever had do you remember so the first one i ever got with kind of i remember when i requested it and my parents got for me was a super nintendo but nice. before that obviously living with I'm, i got like six brothers and one sister bless her um so we had like the arm the amstrad we were the old tape deck and everything we had the bbc yeah, yeah. Atari's, I had oh, everything. Blimey, BBC, I remember that one. Yeah, Jesus. We had everything growing up, um, and then the first one that I wanted was the SNES. I used mm. to play Michael Schumacher racing and Street Fighter <laughs> religiously on that console. 
Yeah. And I, and the old NES my brothers had, I used to play that a lot and always jam my fingers in. And we had to put it in and push it down, and it would snap yeah, back yeah. up and catch your fingers. Blowing it, it had to work. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the Playing days. On that. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The very first thing, I think, yeah, it was a Commodore 64 was my first console. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know what it's like in Wales, but like down here, it's pretty much like the arse and the nowhere. So you don't really get a lot of that technology around. And um, we used to have these auctions that take, took place at the town hall once a, once every Saturday. And my dad was obsessed with them. He's, he was a bit of a hoarder back in the day. So we used to go to these auctions and there'd be these big boxes full of random stuff that people were just wanting to sell. They were called box of contents. And you could pay anywhere from like £2 to £10 for these boxes of junk, basically. And what you got in them was... Uh, was what you got in them and then i remember he came home one day and he had a commodore 64 and a load of tapes and that was my very first games console and um back in the days when you used to push it in and listen to the dial-up tone yeah. just to get it <laughs> for about 20 minutes until it works and um i think yeah the very first game i ever played was uh smurfing you know the little blue smurfs yeah and I, i've always remembered it because there was um i think it was like three or four at the time and they used to jump over these fences they make like a fart noise when they landed. I and mean, when you're four years old, that's like the best thing ever. So I, I spent hours just playing Smurfing. Um, but yeah, before moving on to, yeah, the NES like yourself. Um, yeah, NES again, and Skype now are fantastic. Again, same same um, story, got, got one in a box of contents. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm in South Wales, but I, mean, I, I grew up in Cardiff. So mm. we had like three different game stores to get um, electronic boutiques. And stuff like that. So there was, you know, loads of game stores. We had a Toys R Us right next to us. Um, we, it was a good deal. I remember my brother getting his first Mega Drive with Altered Beast and stuff in Toys R Us yeah, and going yeah. there with him to pick it up. So yeah, it, for me, it was we were lucky. There was loads of stores, and they were always competing with each other to give you the best deal. So nice. One benefit of growing up in a city, I suppose, is you got. <laughs> yeah, <access> right. <laughs> I grew up surrounded by fields. You, what you had was what you uh, could get. Basically, it was a. Uh... Pretty pretty bleak on the old gaming front. Somehow we made it work. <laughs> I remember going into Electronic Boutique and they had the very first driver game set up. A huge, like they used to have the four screens connected into one with the big black bars between them. But there was yeah, people yeah. just queuing to have a turn and taking it in turns to play the game and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I played nice. Halo for the first time in Toys R Us. Went in and they had just a stand set up with an Xbox and I never heard of it. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Because at the time I had, I had an N64, then I jumped to a Dreamcast. Hmm. Um, and I went in and tried it and instantly I was like, yeah, this game is the tits. I'm getting an Xbox. Yeah. And bought myself one as I, soon as they came out. I never had a Dreamcast. I seem to have missed the uh, the GameCube and the Dreamcast. I went from uh, NES to Mega Drive. And then Mega, well, it's the Genesis in America. If you are watching this yeah. in America, it's called the, the Mega Drive over here. Um, and then I went back to the SNES randomly and then onto PlayStation one and then PlayStation two, PlayStation three. And then, yeah, then I made the switch to Xbox so much later on. I was, I was a late bloomer to Xbox. I didn't have the OG Xbox, um, 360 was when I came in. Yeah, so I missed, I missed all those classics. I missed Halo. I missed Gears. I think that's why I'm not obsessed with them now. I, mean, I think like a lot of Xbox fans these days, like Halo, Gears, and Forza are like the go-tos. They're like, well, Gears. I never, was I never played them. So you you would have been in around the right time if you jumped in 360. Yeah, Gears was 360. Yeah. Whereas Halo and Forza were OG Xbox. And I'd say, as much as I like Forza, the online is getting worse on them. Like the last one, especially yeah. Forza Motorsport, they just 
took away the fun. It used to be simple, A class, mm -hmm. B class, S, etc. And you just put anything that was in your mind and what you could put together that fitted in that category and you just race people. And then they yeah. change it to, oh, yeah, but it has to be a four-door saloon with this tire pressure. <laughs> no, you're, you're kidding. <laughs> the creativity is gone. There's no, like, mad contraptions. You haven't got a Volkswagen Beetle trying to take over a Lotus Elise anymore. Like, you've just ruined yeah, yeah. that fun by overcomplicating it. So just take take a step back and go back to the glory days when everyone was in NSXs of different mm. classes. And I used to have had a Volkswagen Rabbit, which is basically a Golf <laughs> from another nation, so they could put two versions in. But I yeah. did it up so well. Like I used to just hammer my mates in it all the time. Sakuba circuit, they couldn't touch me. The thing just stuck to the floor like glue. And mm. yeah, like it was it was great, great times back love, then. But you don't I love Horizon. Yeah, Horizon is great. I, I, the online's never worked properly. Um, I don't no. think. Uh, no. even like every every time they release a new Forza Horizon, it's oh improved multiplayer and you know improved connectivity, but then it never works properly for like a few months. And by that point, I've already stopped playing it. I've gone on to something else. So it's um yeah, I wish they uh, I wish they'd get on top of that. I have the like, same problem with mates. We always get the latest Horizon. We jump on together, and when a game loads or a race loads, we normally lose two or three yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. after weeks and weeks of trying and going back every few weeks when they promise it's been patched and it's still not working, they drop off. Yeah. Eventually, they, like none of them are playing Forza Horizon anymore. Yeah. And I'm, one I'm, those, be, I'm one of yeah, those. I'm one of those. I always race to get the championships complete, you know, the single-player ones, get yeah. the Horizon champion, and I never play again. I'll, I'll go back to it like, you know, four or five months later when they've added some new DLC. and I'll do the DLC. I'll do the same with the DLC. I'll complete the roads. I'll complete the signs, the boards. Do the championship and then never touch it again. <laughs> yeah. I was that really enjoying on, on this one, they were doing like the weekly challenges and the seasons, and I was really enjoying it. But then the, the one where it's like the purple category where you have to do things in orders and you get so many points mm. just didn't work. And every week it kept not working. And I just got frustrated to the point where like they're the most fun and they just don't yeah. work. Everything else is working. I'm just going to stop it for a while. I do, I, I'll probably install it and go back soon, but. <laughs> Like, I ended up buying this time because I was so hyped for it because I enjoyed number four so much. I bought that early access one where you get all the DLC packs. And there's only been yeah. one DLC, and it was Hot Wheels, and everyone was raving about it. I, I've just, it's good. I thought I'm it was great. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, for some reason, it's not clicking with me. It's, yeah, I played, the, um, I played the Forza Horizon, is it three that had Hot Wheels before? Yeah. And I had the issue where I kept falling off the track, but this new one seems to have combated yeah. that. So it's got that blue track, hasn't it? That magnetizes you now. So. Yeah, but well, I really like the. Um, I really like the new one. The new one's great, but it does need another DLC. It's been it's been a while now, isn't it? Since yeah, but I've always I've always been into racing games. Like it's just something. Like as a youngster playing games and stuff, I was into like a lot of genres. But racing games for some reason always stuck with me. And no matter what console I had, I would always buy loads of racing games for even the crap ones and i find enjoyment yeah. and i'm like i owned automobile lamborghini on the n64 which is just a terrible <laughs> racing game it's the slowest feeling game you'll ever play but it's it was yeah. great you know you're racing around in a kuntash that does 12 miles an hour it feels like but yeah i really loved um gran turismo 2 that was the pinnacle for me everything yeah. everything since that point has gone you know forza's become king and but um, oh, the they were fantastic, and then for a little yeah, while, yeah. Randy, when he had his track editor, the very first one on the PS1, was yeah. insanely good. And then they just all seem to have taken a step backwards. Where Dirt is now the best, but it's missing so many features that the old games used to have. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. Of all the dirt games, my favorite one was uh, Showdown. You know where you have to do like tricks and stuff around. The yeah, tracks? yeah. That was my favorite dirt game. Um, and I, I can't get into the rally stage ones because I just, I don't have that kind of reaction speed. I'm always off the track or you know just sucking massively at it. So I don't I don't bother playing like the proper rally ones. But um, yeah, I, I love the uh, um, you know the ones where you have to like go around tracks like. Obstacle courses and drift around yeah. cones and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Hello, cat Jenna. Even the cat's ginger. <laughs> I know. A little too painful. Got the comb over going on. That's I'm brilliant. Sure I, um, I'm sure I mentioned this to you before, but like my dad, bless him, he he's he, he likes his games, but he's not a big gamer. He's colorblind, which doesn't help him a lot. Even though I keep telling yeah, him the yeah. games have moved on now, they have they recognize that people are colorblind and they need help, which is something they didn't care about before. Um, but he, like, we used to go on holiday down Cornwall and down your way and arcades and stuff, and he would just stand there and put pound after pound into House of the Dead and Time Crisis and stuff like that. He would just stand there for yeah. hours, there'd be people waiting. He's like, Oh, no, I'm not finished yet. And he, he just <laughs> move off the machine. We'd go down to the beach for hours, come back. He stood on the same machine and just hasn't moved <laughs> in the day. Um, but That's when awesome. we had the Mega Drive, there was a game he used to play. Um, me and him used to play it all the time. And I love this game. It was called Jaguar XJ220 Racing. Hmm. Um, back on the Mega CD. Uh, and it, it was just the best. It had a track editor. You raced in Jaguar XJ220s, obviously, against other cars. And you could do your car up and do championships and everything. He's going to keep me out now. Um, <laughs> one of the things that was uh, it was cool about it was your as you raced through the championship, you had to manage your money against your car and the condition of the car. So, right, got you. When like you parked new, they hadn't been broken in yet, and they made you a little bit slower, but they were good. They were green. When they were starting to get worn in, and they were optimal, but you know they were starting to go on the way out, but they'd make you faster. They were amber. And then when they were knackered and they needed replacing and they were slowing you down massively, they were red. Yeah. But I was my dad's colorblind between red and green. Oh, no. <laughs> As a young kid looking to beat his dad continually, I would tell him that his green parts were red, so he'd spend all his money replacing parts he hadn't even broke in yet. And that his red parts uh, were in fact green and he needed to break them in and they weren't quite ready to be replaced yet. And he couldn't get close to me and he could never figure it out. And That's then, amazing. And I think so I told him when I was about, we were on the piss one day, and I think we were around 19. I was about 19 or 20, and I eventually told him. And he's like, you little shit, I knew you were cheating, but I just couldn't prove it. And I was like, yeah, I was just taking you for so, granted. So you've always been competitive, then? Not really, I just found it funny. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to, yeah, Grand is my, Grand is my two, sorry. That was that was amazing. I remember it was um, at a time where I was sharing a room with my brother. Um, we were still quite young, and um, we used to just spend ages just playing games together. Those were like my fondest gaming memories, just yeah, having that time with him. And yeah, I remember we used to do these endurance races. They used to be like ninety nine laps or something ridiculous, and uh, we used to take in turns. So like one of us would do thirty laps, whilst the other one went off to make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee for the other yeah. person. And they'd come back and then they tag out, do another thirty laps. It was brilliant. It was such a such good fun. And um, my brother got very competitive on Gran Turismo, where we wanted to make the fastest car. So you know, we had that huge <laughs> track where, because of the loading distance, you couldn't see the end. So it was a big yeah. oval. The Volkswagen one, I think they featured on Top Gear in one episode. Yeah, um, yeah. We used to just 
because we used to save our things and we'd put our name next to because it would record your highest speed and what car you were in. And mm. we got to insane speeds trying to make cars faster and faster. We had like a, Mits- a Mitsubishi GTO, TVR Cerberus, um, just cars <laughs> you wouldn't think of. And we just tuned them up, put the gears as long as they could go. So you'd yeah. start off and you would crawl because you knew you had to get to that top speed eventually. So it wasn't about acceleration. I'll take care of itself. you got straights and bends and yeah and then every now and then you'd come on and you'd see like one of my brothers had done me by like 0.6 miles an hour so i'd go out and buy another <laughs> car and we're all in the same save as well but when yeah. we play country, we had just millions and millions of credits at this you could just go nuts and experiment and yeah. buy these cars and just keep trying to one up each other by like a bit of a mile an hour or two miles an hour and if, if you did three or four you smashed it and then they'd yeah. be weeks trying to beat you with new cars and new cars and just it's great Experience. I never really got into the whole tuning side of it. I was never really that good at it. I always like just even messed up the tuning or just yeah, I just couldn't do it. I always download them off. Because you're still quite into your tuning cars, aren't you? I've seen you tune Forza quite a lot. I yeah, not as much as I used to, but I've done it. I'll do one or I'll do some now and then. Um yeah. not not as much as I used to, but I used to do a lot, especially on like Forza two and three, the earlier ones and the track based mm-hmm. ones I used to. Like I said, that what golf I had was just stick to the floor. <laughs> and just yeah, around the corners like it's on rails it was the best um mm. but those the problem we had there with gran turismo was we'd start running out of money because all the cars we bought and start building were just the worst handling slowest accelerating cars in the world so as soon as you went on a track that had any corners and bits we had to break and accelerate again <laughs> we were getting absolutely nailed because these cars just couldn't do it so i remember they, they used the um a track on I think it was Forza Motorsport 5. It was like one of the very first Forzas I ever played. I think it was going into the Xbox One. And there was this track where you didn't have to brake. If you just had like a really fast car, you could literally slam it into the walls. And the yeah. corners would take you round and you wouldn't have to brake. That's oh, fantastic. Daytona Speedway, is that it? It's almost Something like, like that, one, yeah. one end sticks up a bit like that. Yeah, and all you have to do is yeah. hold the trigger. And the car just will just plow into the corners. It was great. You always get first. Yeah, simple times, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what would you say is your um, your second? What is your? Would you say is your favorite genre out of all? And it's got to be shooters by this point, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably yeah. I, I I buy a lot more races than anything else, but shooters are probably the ones I enjoy the most, like the FPS yeah. games. Um, I look forward to Modern Warfare too. I'm hoping we can get like a proper group together yeah. over the weekend. Are you getting Modern Warfare too? Yeah, I've got it. I've been playing the campaign. Oh, nice. um, yeah. really I've heard really good things about it. It's, it's it's if you like modern war if you like call of duty campaigns you're gonna like this it's um <laughs> i'll tell you what i used i used to be like a quite a cod fanatic up until about um modern warfare 3 yeah it's modern warfare 3 yeah modern warfare 3 was like probably the last call of duty i ever really played competitive and um i find myself buying call of duty these days for the campaign because yeah. the multiplayer has become such an esport, and as I've gotten older and my vision's gotten worse, my reactions aren't there now. So I just I can't keep up with these, uh, you know, th- these young whippersnappers as they're flying <laughs> around the map and doing all these trick shots. So I actually buy Call of Duty now for the campaign. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. I like the last campaign of um, is it the 2018, 2019 one? Yeah, I that was great. So I'm, I'm I... happy to get more of the same. I really, I really enjoyed the campaign on Cold War. I'm not sure if you played that. That one was. I played the multiplayer for ten minutes and then turned it off and never played it again. Multiplayer was I awful. I didn't bother at all. Vanguard. Yeah, so prop hunt, Cold War, um, fantastic. 
actual shooting people multiplayer, I wasn't a fan. Um, but the campaign was really, really solid. Um, it was really good. And the last two or three levels, um, so going a bit into spoilers. So the campaign is obviously during the Cold War and everything, but mm. you keep getting rebooted. So then you'll get the, the main, one of the main characters is speaking to you and saying, no, no, you went this way. And he's trying to tell you what happened. But you're starting to remember things differently. Right. You're in Vietnam and there's Apache helicopters come down and you're shooting people. But then you don't oh, have to, he's was... narrating what you're doing, but you don't have to follow it. And then you can walk off a different path and then it boots you back. And he's like, I told you, you went this way. And you're like, well, no, All I right. didn't. And then it starts dropping these red doors down in the, like, and everything, reality starts to break. And you realize then it's a whole Cold War thing about mind control and drugs. And you're not That's actually, cool. you weren't there. You're being experimented on and trying to remember. So you're in a battlefield. He's like, you went through the red door. And in the middle of the battlefield, a red door drops down. And every time <laughs> you keep walking around in more red doors, you keep dropping down. And if you try to right. avoid the red door when you're in a bunker and go around the corridor, the corridor turns into a loop and brings you back to the red door and stuff like that. And they're just trying to... Force you to remember stuff, and as much as the more you fight it, the more weird the level gets. Um, that's a black it was screen, really it? interesting, it was good. And then at the end, you get to choose big spoiler you get to choose whether you want to remember <laughs> you're a Soviet and become bad, or mm. you actually, yeah, yeah, um, I get that they've mind controlled me, the, the allies, but I'm going to help the allies and stop the you know, the Russians and the cold war happening type thing. You get to yeah. make that choice at the end, it's your. Think, yeah, really good. However, that and the new Modern Warfare suffer the same problems in campaign. The scenery, yeah. the lighting, everything is absolutely beautiful. Character models and hair are god-awful. Oh, I remember you they saying this yeah, on Tuesday. so bad. It's like that Amsterdam level you've probably seen where they're walking around. So they're like, look how good yeah. this looks. It's like, yeah, the, the level looks good. The people in there look garbage. Yeah. They got the same problem. Like they all look like they're made out of plasticine, and their hair is out of straw. <laughs> and it's like you need to just focus on that little bit, and this game would be beautiful. It's quite immersion yeah. breaking in the new one. I, w- I wonder if that's why I genuinely gave it a six. Yeah, six but out of ten. Eyes, no one's smoking weed eyes. in Amsterdam, but that's what it is. You know, like most modern games, eyes are dead. <laughs> Characters walk around like this, like Mass Effect. My face yeah. is too tired. In this new modern warfare. The eyes are perfect. They react and stuff. They look believable. It's realistic mm. eyes in a face of mush. So it's really <laughs> disappointing. Because you can't have everything. <laughs> they focused on the eyes and thought, forget the rest of it. People <laughs> just look at this. And it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. I am actually, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's. Um, yeah, this, this will air on Monday, but we're actually recording it on the Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Modern Warfare. Um, I just think you know, Infinity War, just get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's quite controversial, yeah, this it. one, because it's got skill-based matchmaking, which is causing a lot of streamers Good. to lose their... <laughs> I heard Tim the Tapman talking about this the other day, and it was just driving me mad. He was like, you yeah. know, I'm going to be putting games with people with plus three KD like me and, you know, and little Jimmy, you can only log on once a week. How dare it be so difficult? Two. Yeah, with point two, he's going to get the same. And I was like, well, first of all, you don't understand averages. You can't be in a lobby where everyone in your lobby finishes with a free kill to death ratio. Because who mm. are you killing? Three yeah, times, right. not nine, if everyone's got the same ratio. So straight away, you're wrong. And secondly, why should little Jimmy, you can only log on for two hours a week because he has a proper job and a life and a wife who hates him and stress and a boss who's on his back. <laughs> and he just wants to escape the world and shoot some people in the face with his shotgun. 
come on, face Tim the Tapman who sits there 12 hours a day streaming and getting paid to do it, who's going to get 30 kills and one death in his lobby, make Jimmy rage quit and leave. And then the streamers are going to be there going, this game's dead, there's no one left playing it. It's like, yeah, because yeah, people yeah. like you walking around trouncing lobbies and ruining it for everyone else. How will I get my content now? <laughs> that's, that's, that's ultimately what they're worried about because they know yeah. their streams are going to go from them trouncing the lobby and getting 30, 40 kills to one death and calling in nukes and all that fun stuff to mm. balanced matches and com- actually having to be competitive. I'm all for people. that. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for that. I can't, I can't stand going into a game and just getting absolutely battered over and over again. It's just it's there's nothing more soul-destroying. You just want to quit. Like it's it's not fun. I'd much yeah. rather play against people with my skill level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I get it a bit. Like with Halo Infinite, it's it was one of the things that kind of killed my mates' enjoyment of it because they would join in with me and I play it more, but they would get matched to my level, and some of them weren't, and they would get get their ass kicked, and they would find it disheartening. But then a few yeah. losses, they would drag us down, and then it would. But every game feels like a sweat fest. Then you can't relax or be casual. Because the games yeah. were finishing like first to a 50 kills and it would be 50-49 or 50-48 every time because they balance this so well. So every game gets sweaty and panicky in that last minute or two. You don't have a casual game. So I can understand yeah. from that point of view where the streamers are coming from. But that's not why they're saying it. They're saying it because they know they're not going to be able to walk around and batter everyone in every match. Yeah. And That's how it should be, you know? Like, that's how it yeah. should be. Um. Yeah, that was the one thing that always put me off playing games like Halo and Gears of War online because you've got people that have been playing these games for like years and then yeah. you get in there and you just get absolutely smashed and oh, this is not fun anymore. Boosh, and then you're off. You go to play something else. Um, Gears of War has an insane skill level, especially Gears of War Absolutely. 5. Yeah. Um, I got quite good at it. I was playing the arcade mode and streaming that quite a lot and I enjoyed it. I would upgrade to sniper rifles and I had like a few videos and streams where i would get like six seven headshot snipes like literally look on a scope and shoot and kill people and i got really good at that but then when you go into actual ranked mode or against other people it's another level up there bouncing around the map and one shot and you with shotguns and um berserker on twitter i don't know if you know him jordan the guy with the rabbit oh yes yes yes, yeah Yeah. his videos he puts up like he's insane (laughs) and I, i played against people like him and it's yeah. just infuriating. Like they're they're so good, and it's not like yeah, they're yeah. cheating. They're just that good at the game. They're so watch, used to it how it handles. You watch other people play, and you're like, well, they're just using a shotgun. But like, you try and do that, and no, it doesn't work. Yeah. You just get smashed. So yeah. I just I've always struggled. That's my my one thing that keeps me away from Gears of War is I don't feel like I'm good enough to be competitive because I haven't been playing it as long. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Like I'm one of the people who. I don't want to win every game I play. I'll get bored if I'm yeah, the top and yeah, smashing yeah. people. Like it's fun for a few games, but then if you keep doing it, eventually you're like, uh, oh, I'll just do it again. What's my daily? What have I got to tick off? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I like finishing in the like if I'm doing Forza and I'm racing, and I know I've put a car out that isn't my best, because I'll do it all the time. I'll be like, <laughs> oh D class, let's try this one this time. I want to finish yeah. in the top half or a podium place. If I'm dead last and getting smashed. I'll, I'll be like, wow, that was a shit race. That car's mm. awful. If, yeah. But the worst is when, like, I, I'm glad on Forza they've done it now where you ghost if people are deliberately going to hit you or crash you. Oh, off, thank I, God. Like, yeah. That, that's At least they've ghosting and that's stop that happening. But I, mm. I just like a nice, clean, competitive race and see where I can go. And I like finishing in the top third type thing with shooters and races and everything else. 
Just mm. like, yeah, I'm still up there. My reflexes are slowing, but you know, I've had a good game. I made a good account of myself. I don't care if I finish top as long as I'm near there. Yeah. But it's the ones where you're near the bottom and it's sweaty and everyone's clearly all the time. Like you don't seem yeah. to have a good game, it's constantly at the bottom. Yeah, I get really frustrated with those. You seem to have that one where you and the other person seem to shoot at the same time, but somehow they always get the kill and it just yeah. winds you up then and you're like, Well, there's clearly bullshit happening here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play um with a bunch of lads. They're good lads. I still play with some of them today. Um and my god, every time they died. Oh, He's a hacker. Oh, lag comp. Like every every time they die. Lag comp, he's a hacker. Like I got that every single every single time they died. Yeah. Tim bless him. I mean, I um you know, B2 Timmy. B2 Timmy, yeah. If you haven't played Call of Duty with him, you you're missing out. It's the funniest thing ever. He's I used I used to get quite bad first person shooter rage. Um, like everybody does. Nobody likes getting killed over and over again. Tim takes first-person shooter rage, injects it with steroids, <laughs> and that's what he's like. It's just so funny. If you haven't had the opportunity to play with him, it's you've got to with Modern Warfare 2. It's going to be so funny. We were doing um, the community game nights. J-Rock hosts them now, and I go on them mm. quite often on Halo. It used to be uh, Newcom who hosted them, yeah, and they're yeah. fun. You get like you know 20-odd, 30 people in a lobby, they're all on Xbox party chat, chatting shit, and you just get some mm. bizarre people in there. Some of the funniest moments you'll have. So if you get an opportunity, jump in. Like even if yeah. you're not that big a Halo fan, there's some people on there who are awful who can't. Like we were taking the piss out of Ash on that game the other day, where he couldn't <laughs> move and shoot at the same time. You know, he kept standing still to shoot. You just yeah. people like that in the lobby. But then there was this guy in there. I think his name was um, Ian Stallion or something like that. And apologies if I'm getting it wrong. Mm. And he was just insane. Like, I, I played a few times <laughs> all these parties, and I turned up, and I was finishing top pretty much every game, and they were like, oh, you're pretty good. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I'll play a bit. And then this guy turned up, and he was, like, going the entire game without dying and just battering everyone, and he was like, shit, he's another level. That's kind of, <laughs> you realize, you get, you get good with your friends and stuff, and then you kind of like, yeah. become all right at things, and then you realize you meet some people, and you're like, ah, oh, he just sees the world differently, and that's what I'm mm. up against right now, kind of. Is how yeah, everyone yeah. else feels when you I'll yeah. tell you what, there's nothing like playing Call of Duty to make you feel old. Yes. I, it's like proper old. Because like you see kids these days like sliding around corners, you know, hip firing. And you're just like, Well, I've tried that and I I just get absolutely rinsed. Yeah. I just I don't I like I honestly believe like I've got to that point now where my reactions, my I'm just I just can't keep up. And like I, 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 feel, I feel mentally slower, do you know what I mean? And it's I like uh, playing it's quite, I like playing hardcore. And my yeah. wife's the same when we do Call of Duty. I seem to do better and get more kills with this. Yeah. Can you spot them? Can you be accurate and hit them? Whereas I don't seem to grind enough to earn the best guns and the best, you know, damage per mm. second and all this shit. Because I don't care about it. Like playing Halo, you pick up a gun, the gun is what it is. You kill somebody with it. And that work, <laughs> that translates well to hardcore I mean, and modern warfare. Whereas I was Call of Duty, you'll start on. shooting someone. And then they'll just turn around and nail you with a better gun. And you're like, what the fuck was that? I yeah, was yeah. I was shooting him. I was winning. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love hardcore. It, it kind of forces you to slow down a bit, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You can't go running around corners like a lunatic. You'll just get killed. It's um, like SWAT in Halo, or um, they call it tactical now. Nobody runs. Yeah. You yeah. can't run because it takes a second to get your gun back up and you're already shot in the head. So it slows the game down and you're watching corners. And mm. it's just a different change of pace. And yeah. it favors some of the older gamers, I find. Because they're just better. At, <laughs> for some reason, your, your vision's gone in the middle, so your peripheries are better. 
perhaps. Yeah. Like, I haven't got a clue how it works. But yeah. then these youngsters, when it involves moving fast, there's no chance. It's crazy, don't isn't it? Just... Value thing. What's that about? Yeah, that's that's what I struggled with the uh, Apex Legends with as well. Like I'm, I feel like I'm doing the exact same as what they are, but I'm just getting yeah. trounced. But um, I can't control the guns anymore either. Like the recoil, I just I can't control recoil. It's like just straight up in the air, and then I'm wondering why I'm getting killed. <laughs> I absolutely loved Apex Legends when it first yeah. came out. It was Titanfall 2 gameplay in a battle royale. It was fantastic. And then mm. around the time they started releasing the newer characters, my friends were just like, yeah, we're done with that now. And then I just stopped playing it, and I tried to go back recently, mm. and I was like, what even is this? What has happened <laughs> to this game? And they're like, oh, you've got to do this, and then go to this area. And I'm like, but I don't – I feel like um, – Homer's dad in Simpsons when they take him places and he's like, oh, back in my day. <laughs> Things like that, because yeah. I just don't get it. I just don't yeah. get Apex anymore. It's, it's a different game to what it was when it launched. Yeah, I went through a stage with Apex while I was playing it religiously with um, two of my friends and it was great, but then it, it became another one of those games where as soon as I got all the achievements, I lost interest. I just didn't want to play it anymore. If they kept adding like achievements along with the new characters and stuff, <clears throat> I'd be all over it, but... Um, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> top quality content here on XBL. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you, I mean, you're a massive, you're a massive fan of Halo, and you're a massive fan of Fortnite. I've got a question for you: If you could only play one for the rest of this generation, which would you pick between Halo Infinite or Fortnite? Well. I don't know, infinite as it is now or infinite as it's going to be next year? <laughs> Not infinite as it was promised, infinite yeah. how it is now. <laughs> I don't, I think infinite as it is now, I would probably not pick out of the really? two. Yeah, I'd probably go for Fortnite, just because how often it's updated oh, wow. and what they keep doing to it and just how it plays. Yeah. Infinite's amazing. It just it's not quite there, but they keep up, you know, there's the winter update, which I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure that'll keep me interested for a few weeks. Hmm. And then it, it it has a lot of things wrong with it. They've got rid the problem with Halo at the moment is not like people keep saying, oh, there's a lack of content and stuff like that. That is a big thing. It's hmm. the fundamentals of the game they don't understand. Like the, the community was what built Halo games. That's missing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time you play a game, it kicks you back to the menu. There's no play again. You don't get to play if you have a really good game against yeah. randomers or people on your team. There's no option to lobby up like there used to be or to replay or to vote on maps and just that one more. Like You, you finish a game on Halo and you enjoyed it but then it yeah. kicks you to the lobby and you're like oh, what's the time? Yeah, I might call it a night now whereas previously you'd be yeah, yeah, go on, one more, go on, one more and because it's already yeah. loading the game, you're like oh, I like this one. I'll, yeah, go on, I'll have a quick game on this and that's how you end up losing evenings. To a game, yeah, yeah. whereas now I, I hate when games do that. I, I would much rather they just kept the you know, maybe change the teams up if you're all in the same game again. Um, yeah, but give you the yeah, go, into, go into the next game, don't kick me back to the dashboard and make me re, re sign up all over again. That yeah. I find that really infuriating. I'd much rather keep getting shuffled into the next game because it keeps, it keeps it fun. Yeah, even Rocket League understands that Rocket League is a game that wants to push you to the menu to buy stuff and buy all the little in increments and the packs and unlock blueprints. But yeah. even that understands it'll keep you on for longer if it keeps giving you the option to lobby up and rematch and play again. Mm -hmm. It just it wants you engaged playing the game. Yeah. Like, 
so you can earn all those points and then when you eventually stop playing and go back to the menu you're like oh i feel i've got a lot of points whereas halo kicks you back each time and you're like oh i earned 100 xp still can't mm-hmm. buy that unlock that thing i want i'll go do another <laughs> game and then you'll do another game and you'll be like oh i did yeah. that challenge and i have my double multiplier on so i had 400 xp 500 more to go right let's do it like you know it's yeah. After a while, you lose that incentive to keep grinding. Keeps with it. Over, it? Yeah. yeah. If you're playing and you're being rewarded for playing without knowing it, it's a pleasant surprise when you stop playing an hour later and you have ding, 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 unlock. Whereas if you're yeah. going out every time and waiting for that one ding every four games, it starts to feel a bit slower. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I always loved about Call of Duty is like everything's award like rewarded to you as progression, like your weapon yeah. attachments, your, your new guns. You get it if you're playing, and it keeps funneling you into new games, new games, new games. And um, like, uh, although like Activision have gone the dirty route, and like there's loads of microtransactions now and blueprints and you know all that stuff, it, you don't have to buy them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can just keep playing, just keep, yeah. and you'll still unlock stuff. It's great, but like it, it is purely cosmetic, isn't it? For the um, sorry, excuse me, for the uh, skins and stuff. I'm not against microtransactions in games if they're free to play. What I'm against is microtransactions not being micro. So, for example, that Overwatch has come out when they've released that new character that has an animation and a skin or something, and it's like 25 quid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's nearly half the price of, you know, this. Overwatch 2, if it launched as a game that you paid for, would probably be, it wouldn't be a 70 quid game, it'd be a 50 quid game. Right. The problem I have with Overwatch 2 is it's Overwatch 1, just all the characters are now behind a paywall. And I don't I don't understand that. Player left on each team changes everything. (laughs) Totally worth a new price tag. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't mind. I've got no problem with microtransactions if they're purely cosmetic. It doesn't I didn't like loot boxes. I felt they were quite predatory. But yeah, um, yeah, microtransactions in games like Assassin's Creed or um, Call of Duty, where it is just cosmetic and doesn't really have any overall effect on how fast you can get through a game or how many kills you can get, I'm all for it. I mean, people will spend their money on whatever they want. They but like I don't like that idea. Like if you if you want to be good at this game, here buy this. This is this is what you need. I don't like that kind of microtransaction. That's rubbish. Yeah, if you remember, I think it was it Assassin's Creed or one of the other games, but Ubisoft did it where it, or it might be the Far Cry, where it was mm. they were time boosters. They would help you earn more XP in the single player campaign for those of us who who work and don't want to grind yeah, yeah. the whole game. And and yeah. that's when you're like, well, if I can't finish and progress the game just by playing how I want in mm. single player. That's a design flaw. That's not something that needs mm. boosts to be applied. That's just a tweak your end that needs to be yeah. done. <laughs> like you, you've done that on purpose. You've slowed yeah. the game down so you know the majority of your casual market will not finish this game or will mm. not get through as quick as they want. So they're going to put their hand in their pockets as opposed to going. The majority of our players can only play this much a week. Let's make it feel rewarding and do the XP yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's what annoys gamers is when you can tell they're deliberately doing something to get money off you. Yeah, so I, I don't, I didn't really notice it because like Assassin's Creed and uh, Far Cry are games that I, I generally throw a lot of hours into because they are my yeah. favorite kind of games. But um, I can see why they've put those fast track incentives in there, like because yeah, I mean I'm up to 221 hours in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, and that's. Before I do the next DLC, so by the time I finish the whole thing, 
I don't know. I'm looking at maybe two forty, two hundred and forty hours. How much was spent walking? Lots. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, and, and this is what I hate about it, and this is including both the DLCs. With Valhalla, you could probably complete the game in forty hours, like the the story in forty hours. The um, the DLCs, ten to fifteen hours at a push. All the extra time is on collectibles, is on clearing areas, yeah. it's on, you know, just side missions. It, it's all the extra stuff. And that's what I don't like about Ubisoft games at the moment, because Far Cry 5 was the same. If you were to just smash the single, the, the campaign without doing the side missions and collectibles, you'd have it over in like 15, 20 hours. But because there's all that extra stuff that you have to do, I mean, I'm an, I don't have to do it. I'm an achievement hunter, but I like to do it. Um, because I do all that, it, it takes me ages to finish these games. Yeah, and that's, I'm, that's I'm, why I find really frustrating about Ubisoft games. That's why I'm, I'm kind of turning away from games. Like I'm finding myself now wanting to play more games. Mm. So, like I said, I'll still play Fortnite and I'll chuck on Halo Infinite and a few other games now and then, uh, yeah. multiplayer only or live service and what have you. But I want to get through a lot of games and just try a lot of indie games, experience different genres and stuff. And that's why I've been trying ones like Dreamscape and Firewatch and all that random stuff that I missed out on the gunk. I went back and finished that. Like when I played the gunk the first time, and I know I was talking to you about it, yeah. like the first three or four chapters are really slow. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm enjoying this. But then it had the same problem the medium had. The pacing's all wrong. Everything that's fun and good is in like the last half to the last third of the game. Well, most mm. people have left by then. But like it, you know, it's like I've said on Tuesday. Like I, I remember like doing the first few missions, like the first I don't know, 10, 15 minutes on the gunk, and really enjoying it. And then yeah. I turned it off and never went back to it. I, sh- I need to go back to it and try. You it reach again. a lull. It just reaches a lull in the story, and you're like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Don't bother. And then you find there's a, a civilization, and then there's people, and then there's things, and then there's baddies, and there's actual combat, and you're like, oh look at this, there's yeah. a game here. Yeah? <laughs> Who'd have thought? It's not just walking around hoovering up an alien planet. Crazy. Um, it just takes a while to get going. And yeah, I think I that's, that's the point I got. That's the point that I got up to. I started hoovering up gunk, and I was like, "Oh, is this the game?" Fair enough. Yeah, that's so a big part of the game. I went off and played something beautiful. else. It is such a beautiful game. Um, yeah. Even though the graphics at times and the models and stuff look basic, it's just the lighting and the way that it changes from that horrible gunk-filled, desolate apocalypse place, and then when you finally clear up, there's like a bubble emerges from you, and it just fills the world with trees and plants and everything around you, and green, and the sun right. starts breaking through trees that weren't there before, and you're like, ah, this is quite pretty. Let's move is on it to an moral game, man, or is it just linear? It is pretty linear, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's so a puzzle later on to do, because every game needs a puzzle. Um, yeah. Especially indie games, they love their puzzles. You've got to chuck a good puzzle in. <laughs> That's what I'm threw me off on Scorn because when 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 they showed off Scorn, it was meant to be like I honestly thought it was like be like Doom, but it's more like a puzzle game, isn't it? It's not actually. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm kind of stuck on Scorn again on a section where I've got the tiniest bit of health, and it was like you can avoid combat. So like, well, I can't avoid combat on this ramp where there's yeah. an enemy with spit that nails you every single time. And I got one health bar, and there's nowhere to get health. I haven't had health for two hours. So if I want to go, <laughs> if I want to get back to this point with more health, I have to go back and do two hours of the game I've already done, and That's hope rough. all the people I fight, I take less damage to this point because yeah. I can't avoid damage at this point and one bit of damage, and I'm dead. Yeah. Um, 
I hope he gets a no combat slider and just removes the enemies. Like I really enjoy Scorn. The, the world <laughs> beautiful, the puzzles are great. I, yeah. It doesn't need the combat. Like it could have done without. It. I think it would have been a better game because yeah. every review you say the biggest criticism of it is the combat, combat is awful. Like, it didn't need it. Mm. I'll tell you what, it's, it's taken almost this game though. It's taken I'm all the my strength. Where it's a giant. It looks like a giant penis with a head on it. <laughs> <laughs> and his mouth is the flappy foreskin at the end, like this, nice. just flapping around. And when when you press a button, it comes over to speak to you, and then his ball bag gets ripped open by a bridge coming out of it. And uh, I'm just looking at it like, what a game! You don't get this in any other game. You know? God, that's beautiful. That's art. That is. Sixty oh, <laughs> FPS. I'm I'm sold on this literal dickhead talking to me. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I like. I've been if in an hour I'm gonna buy Gotham Knights. Like at a certain point I don't want to because it is I think they've been really lazy with the development of it. Because like, everything is struggling with frame rate. Yes, even but PC. I, yeah, I really want the 3080. I saw videos of a 3080 struggling with the frame rate as well. I don't think it's, it's an S issue. I think it's a lazy development issue. You. I so, saw Digital Foundry put a video out earlier today explaining it. Um they've set up PCs to be exactly like the consoles, and then they've set up Cats and dogs are going out now. Uh, they've also set up like um, better graphics cards, and it's yeah. the same performance because it's a CPU heavy game, not GPU. Yeah. And the PC they were showing with the same CPU equivalent as the PS5, it would drop frames in the exact same bit, even though it had a more powerful GPU. So they're saying the game has just been designed to be very CPU heavy and it doesn't even use like multi-threading and shit like that. Like it's just right. really lazy done, really badly optimized. It's really bizarre because they cancelled the last gen editions, like the last gen yeah. versions. And what they've put out looks like a last gen version. Worse. Like, yeah, like Arkham Arkham um Knight looks better, looks I think. Yeah. It does. And it performed better. Like it wasn't as stuttery. It's a shame because it looks like a, a fun game. Like people are saying, the story is actually quite good and the combat isn't as good, but mm. you get used to it and it actually starts to get a bit deeper and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that sounds fun. I just don't want to play yeah. this game that drops in the mid twenties all the time and it's juddering. Yeah, and they, it's really jarring. Thirty, it's not a steady thirty. The the frame rate is all out, so you'll get like two frames quickly together and then nothing for a bit. So it makes it seem like it's juddering, even though it's not. It's still thirty. Yeah, it's just an uneven thirty. And pacing, I, I, pacing's off, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't want to deal with that anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, like since moving to the Series X and getting a lot more uh, sixty FPS options, that's what I want to yeah. play now. I mean, I, I say it all the time on the on the show and stuff, but I'll take a ten eighty sixty over four K thirty any day. And I don't understand why this mentality of um, let's keep this pushing four K, pushing four K. I don't understand that. Yeah. Get on, Mrs. Jenner. Because they're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> I'll take the snoring dog, is it? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a good deal. Can't hear the snoring dog. Can hear the cat kicking off, but can't hear the dog. <laughs> Think that you're taking my cake. Come on, baby. Me, baby, and the cake. Been robbed. Come in, took my cake. The outrage. Took half, the, half the pets. <laughs> yeah, I've been so I've been playing like Fortnite, Halo Infinite, COD, first-person mm. shooters, beautiful games, and oh, Fortnite's technically third, um, but they're all beautiful in their own different ways, right? They're, they're gorgeous games. But I'm playing mm. them all at 120 FPS. 
Yeah. And it's fantastic, right? 120 FPS is great. Although Halo Infinite has a couple, because it doesn't use VRR, there's a couple of multiplayer levels where it drops a little bit as you walk around the corner and you've got the waterfall on the one. But mostly, yeah. it feels good, right? Mm. Going back to try play, <laughs> I try. I want to complete Red Dead Redemption 2. I still haven't finished it. And Plague Tale in 40 FPS, like I told you, is actually a bit better to feel yeah. in 30, unless you try to jump on it after spending two or three hours playing Fortnite yeah. or Halo or something, and you jump back, and it's just so juddery and just like I, I don't know. It's one of those things people are like, oh, you're an FPS whore, and it's like, yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I've become one. I can't help it. It's like mm. taking a phone off somebody and saying, read books. It's really jarring. Like I find it really jarring, and I didn't yeah. like last generation because everything was like thirty FPS or sub thirty FPS, and that was never the standard. Like sixty FPS was always the standard, and for some reason, everybody just started accepting it. Like, oh, this is how it is. That's not how it should be. Like, everything should be sixty, especially in competitive multiplayer. I think it's because they um, wanted to push the graphics, but the the leap wasn't as big as they were hoping for between the gens. Yeah. So, but now you mean. That's what stopped me from going and playing Requiem because I I recently completed the first one, and that ran at yeah. sixty FPS, and I want to let that drop out my mind before I start playing Requiem. So then when I do start playing Requiem, it's not as jarring because yeah. I absolutely loved the first one. I thought the first one was fantastic, great story, great graphics, ran really well. I don't want to. I mean, I only finished that like I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago. I don't want to taint that by just throwing myself into Requiem. And realizing that it's not the same. I will say, if you think the first one looks good, and I did when I I, I played it as well. As soon as you mm. load the second one and start playing it, the first one's it looks last gen immediately. It's just really. oh, Requiem is the best looking game that's been made so far this generation. It is just insanely good. I will yeah. get around to it. Yeah, it it's does. Look, it does look really good. Have you got a 120 hertz monitor? Or you no, to... I'm, I'm I'm still six. Well, this one here, um, this monitor that I use here for my um, my second screen is 120 FPS. Plug it into that. It'd be better for you. But yeah, it's, it's a ball ache though because like the Xbox is hooked up to the main TV. I don't have like a capture card for my PC, so I I do everything through um, the Xbox um, app yeah. for like recording gameplay footage and stuff. So it's just so a ball ache to move all around. I got like a splitter and everything for when I want to stream and I go on my laptop and on my thing. And then well, the problem is it doesn't run at 120 FPS. So I then have to switch right. back. So I have to make sure I change all my settings before I connect to the splitter. Otherwise it just comes up going, this is resolution isn't resort, uh, um, supported. It does yeah. it. If I tried to take my Xbox in the room to watch a movie with the kids and the missus and that, I'll mm. plug it in and it won't, it won't automatically change. It'll just go like, yeah, no. this TV did. So I've got to unplug it and bring it back, plug it in, oh, change it, and put it back again. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It really is. <laughs> you need to get a second Xbox. That's what it is. Well, I've got, I've got one now, but unfortunately, I've set it up next to me on my Mrs. Right. Monitor. So is that she when gaming with like the gym starts? Yeah, when she's working in the day, <laughs> she's there watching like One Tree Hill or something with her headphones on to keep herself busy in the background. Yeah. Uh, but she's also now got, she loves chivalry too. That's um, great, isn't it? I tell you what, I'd, yeah, it's so simple, but it's just it gets the adrenaline going when you play with mates. And if you change it to your options to Xbox only, and you get mm. in a lobby, because uh, this is one thing that annoys me: it's a game where you can have like seventy odd players on a battlefield, mm. but it's four player lobbies maximum. Yeah, weird, isn't it? So if you get in a group of four and another group of four, and you go to beginner mode, 
because it only puts you over Xbox players and you mm. hit search at the same time, nine times out of ten, you'll end up in a game with your mates and you're on either side. Yeah, all right. Fantastic. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've, I've really already played it. I've already played it on me um, since I got it. But my God, it's so much fun, especially when you die and you come back. And then you're like, do the battle cry as you're running. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, it's always one, it was one of those um, games where I used to see other people playing it. I think this looks really good. And then I never bothered um, getting it. And then I saw yeah, it on sale for like, for like three quid for the special edition on a Nebra. I was like, yep, getting that. And then um, I couldn't put it down for two weeks. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, we really good. She's got her installed on the other Xbox now as well, so we can both play at the same time. Whereas before we were nice. taking her in turn, um, but it's just such I'll have a to reinstall it and jump in with you. We'll have a game together. We've got the thing where um, <laughs> we've turned the thing on. If you go into choose a class and you hit left trigger, it puts it on shuffle. So whenever mm. you spawn, you don't know what you're going to be. So yeah. like if you're on the bit where defend the bridge and you're like right I need an axe and just to hold my ground and you spawn as an archer you're like wow well, this is gonna be fun you have my little sword out my little knife and try to do what I can yeah I um, suck with the bows and arrows on that I, I'm really bad with it um yeah I always prefer the like the, the big meaty axes because they seem to do a lot more damage like, everybody seems to be running around with those but um yeah I suck with the bows and arrows so you've met my mate Miller's Ruby I think he came on Gaming Room 101 yes you, you, oh um you UK, UK Fabio that's him, UK Fabio. Yeah. yeah, he's not very good. We say at shooting games or most games, he's very, very good at racing games. That's his thing, and he likes mm. playing games like Jet Wash, Power Wash Simulator, and farming oh, and Age that. of Empires. Right? Put him on Chivalry Two. Not the best. Give him a bow and arrow. <laughs> he is lethal. I don't know how he does it, but he is amazing for bow. Considering he can't <laughs> hit water if he fell out of a boat on most first-person shooters, you give him a bow and arrow, and he is nailing people every time. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I'm shit at it. I can't hit people with bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to jump into a game and uh, have a few games. Yeah, it's definitely. A lot of fun. A I've, only ever, I've only ever played it on my own. I've never actually played it with people. So, missing out, I think. <laughs> oh, great. It's good. It's just running off and doing battle cries and slaughtering your mates yeah. and stuff. Especially <laughs> they got the thing where um, if you play, you got you unlock a pumpkin head at the moment. All right. So you can tell who's AI and who's humans because nearly all the yeah. humans are running around with massive pumpkins for heads at the moment and all yeah. the AI look like normal people. So you're like, oh, <laughs> that's a human. I need to be a bit more careful around him. So Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's great. Really good game. But yeah, I'll tell you what, we're actually closing in on an hour, which is what we, we yeah. set out for. So I'll tell you what, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been good. It's been we nice. just chat. Yeah, it's great. Nice to sit here and talk talk nonsense for <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> Waffle on about games. Yeah, brilliant. Um, should we call it an end? We should. One thing I will say to anyone watching, just enjoy mm. gaming. Don't let Twitter negativity yeah. bring you down. Like absolutely how far we've come from like especially me and you, because we're roughly the same age now, like from what we remember as games growing up. Like I remember yeah, playing yeah. on the Amstrad, the mummy game when it was on a cassette. And it would load in green whatever was on the screen as a maze. And you could yeah. sometimes it was a straight line. And you'd walk and it would then have to load the next screen off a cassette. So you'd sit there whilst the cassette's going and it would slowly draw lines. Yeah. And if it was another straight line, you're pulling your hair out like this maze is just straight line. <laughs> and I've got to wait for each straight line to load. We've yeah. come a long way. Like it's we have. Gaming is incredible now. Like I don't think anyone back then would have ever imagined this. And then it's the people who've been now, born yeah. into this just complain about it, and you're like, you have no idea how lucky you are. I'll like tell you this. what, kids, kids these days will never understand the pain of dial-up. Nope. 
Like that that <laughs> Unreal that was tournament. Hell. <laughs> Unreal Tournament on the Dreamcast was my first console internet experience like online yeah. and that game ran fantastic and it was great and you'd find games pretty quick mm. that was lucky because i'd played <laughs> games on pc online prior to that yeah. and oh my god what a ball ache like Rundus. xbox live gets a lot of the credit for doing good things but it ripped a lot of it off the dreamcast and a lot of, like a lot of the ideas with dreamcast because that just made finding games and friends and playing stuff simple yeah that is the message in it just enjoy games like yeah you don't need to make it competitive. Let let the let the corporations fight it out. It's not it's not up to you to take part in that. Just just enjoy what you're given. Make the most of it because like you yeah. honestly have no idea how good you've got it. Like this, this is legit the best time yeah. to be a gamer because We're it's not... so it's so readily available. Like not just like um, I mean like stuff like Game Pass. It's it's just given to you. Everything's given to you, yeah. and you can just play it and enjoy it and. Like you don't need to be toxic and competitive with the games you're playing. It's really bizarre. Yeah, really There's bizarre. a lot of people falling out of love with gaming at the moment because all the triple they got the same problem in gaming that the movies have, where all the triple A's are becoming paint by numbers, play it safe, remakes, the same thing yeah. over and over. We're yeah. lucky with gaming, like you said, we got things like Game Pass and Humble Bundle and stuff like that, where the indies get a voice and indie games are just so bizarre at times mm. and so different and there's so yeah. many genres of gaming and different things to try if you're if you're the type of person who only buys triple a games and buys a couple a year and then you're sat there complaining going mm, this generation's a bit boring that's on you there's so yeah. many experiences you're passing up on absolutely yeah absolutely and I, that's what i love about game pass i've played stuff that i would never would have played originally I, yeah and I've actually bought a lot more games because I've played them on Game Pass first, and they've left the service. And I'm thinking, well, I really like that game, I, and yeah. I go and buy them. Like it's, um, yeah, it's such a really cool service. And they, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people are up in arms today about um, Phil Spencer saying that they might have to raise the price soon. Well, we've had it good for so long. Like I'm okay paying a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Take an extra, take an extra fiver. <laughs> I don't care. It's worth it. Like even at fifteen quid a month, it's still amazing value for what you're getting exactly and there's games like you know i've i've rambled on to you and ash before about sable and the rita boy and stuff like that like games mm. that i i like the look of i didn't have to gamble or take a risk or think oh i might pass on it because reviews are mixed or mm. um it's getting good reviews i'm not sure if it's my type of game they were on game pass i've jumped in and i absolutely love those games and if the studio yeah. ever made sequels i know studio koba for example made the Boys working on a new game and it doesn't come to Game Pass, I'm probably going to pick their game up. And it's something I wouldn't have done before if it wasn't for Game Pass and yeah, yeah, the absolutely. availability of checking out these little indie games and stuff and mm. finding these studios out. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing for everyone that these type of things exist, not just Game Pass, but any subscription service or, like, bundles and stuff where you get to experience a lot of games for cheap is mm. is good for everyone. That's what everybody should want, you know. I know a lot of people. Oh, you know, you're not you're not really buying your games. You're just renting them. Well, who cares? Like, yeah, that's an experience that you're not getting because you're not paying for it. Exactly. So, yeah, really weird. Really. Could weird. be worse. You could pay seventy pounds to own a game and then it's awful. Yeah, <laughs> been there. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then you, you, everyone raves about it, and you pick it up, and you're like, I don't like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll trade it in for fifty. 
I just spend 20 quid to find out I don't like a game, whereas I could have yeah. paid a pound for three months and tried it. I, I bought um, Call of Duty, and that was my biggest regret, I think, of gaming. Infinite Warfare, like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I played it for maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It was horrendous. I was like, I'm not touching this again. I'm never touching this again. I'm, I was livid because I bought it like physically from a store. I, I didn't want to take it back because I can't just go back and say, oh, I don't want this game. It's crap. And then expect my <laughs> 70 quid back. <laughs> yeah, that was my biggest regret. But yeah, it's nice being able just to try games and then buy them if you do like them. I'm all for like, that. Man. Yeah. I remember being younger. I saved up my pocket money to buy Populous on PC. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't, I was still in high school, I think, at the time. Yeah. And I caught the bus into town, bought the game, knowing that I didn't have enough money to get a bus home if I bought <laughs> the game. I, I wasn't waiting another week to get it. And that was one of the best things I ever did because I love that yeah. game. But I, yeah, I got a bus into town, bought the game, and I had to walk home. And it's like a 12 mile walk to the Worth city it. centre from where I lived. So I got home <laughs> a few hours later. Walking yeah. up and down hills and everything, sweating my tits off. Fired the game up, worth it. You, you know. I tell you what, I do. I I do miss those midnight launches. They were really cool. Well, the last the last midnight launch I went to was for probably GTA Four. Um, my God, that that was chaos. Because like like I said, I live in the arse end of of the UK, yeah. and um, ASDA had done like a, a bunch of pre orders. But they were, um, they'd made more copies available for one person. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they, they were able to yeah. like pre order three, and like stocks were limited, and there was a line around the store, and everybody was getting like proper ragey because there wasn't enough copies, and they were fighting with each other in the, in the crowd because <laughs> people were walking away with four <laughs> copies of the game and uh, mental. But it was such a good time, like, such a good time to be a part of that. Because you all you all share that that one thing in common. You're all there for that one game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's great. I remember there doing was like a camaraderie Halo, to it. Halo Two Midnight Launch, one of the best nights I've ever had. I went to the pub with my mates. We got absolutely smashed and went and queued, and everyone there was <laughs> hammered. Yeah. Um, I ended up bidding on a, a life size statue. I was living in a <laughs> was living in a studio flat, so my kitchen, bedroom, and living room were all. It was one room. The only separate room was my toilet. And you wanted a life size Master Chief. Yeah, I was living with a girlfriend at the time who was asleep whilst I was there trying to empty our account and buy this seven-foot statue. Um, luckily, I didn't win the bidding. Uh, otherwise, yeah, right. I'd have been hanging my laundry off it for the <laughs> next <laughs> year taking up most of my place I was living at the time. But it was fantastic. Like, what a night yeah. out that was. I nearly came home for life-size Master Chief when I was absolutely hammered. You don't get to do that anymore. Yeah, right. That's what I used to love about lands. To be fair, like when you go to a land pie and you all hook up, yeah. you, oh Jesus! Like when I when I first built my first um, custom gaming PC, uh, the guy who built it for me is like, oh, have you, have you ever tried a land pie? I was like, no, I've never really done one. You don't really get that sort of stuff down here. Like, oh, I got a land coming up in like a week's time. You want to come by? And like, no, literally everybody bringing these massive PCs to this one living room. <laughs> <laughs> and we just sit there, drink, and play um, video games all night. It's fantastic. And you, like that's the one thing I do miss about gaming. Like everything's online yeah. now. You don't have that social interaction. There's no, um, you know, there's, there isn't need for that anymore. But I miss that though. I miss that LAN, that LAN environment. It's so much fun. 
Yeah, I used to do lands with a couple of mates with the um, the original Halo and Halo Two and like big CRT TVs and stuff. Yeah. That was fun. And then one of our mates we worked with, we found out that, like he had a he was living in a big three story student flat thing. Um, and all of them were into Halo, and they were like, "Why didn't you come round and we'll do a LAN?" And it was literally over the three floors, different rooms <laughs> with people with TVs and Xboxes and cables running throughout yeah. the entire house. And there was just people shouting abuse at each other from room to room <laughs> when they were getting killed. And it's just, yeah, you don't get that. Like there's, yeah. you know, the, the days, man. Years physically in the same place in different mm. rooms because you can't all fit in because it's so, your machine is so big <laughs> and your TV, but you're just shouting up the stairs to give someone abuse or to someone two floors away and that's so they can hear you. Yeah. And, yeah, it's great. I love Those a LAN party. Those are the days, aren't they? They're fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. Simple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll call it a night there, I think. I've um, really enjoyed this. Cheers for coming and being the first guinea pig for this new series. Um, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. There's been a lot of interruptions. There's been animals. There's been yeah, wives. it's great. It's been great. But I don't, that's what that's what I wanted. I don't I don't want like a structured, you know. Uh, let me ask you this question. Well, I don't I don't want it to be like that. I just want it to be two mates having a chat. You know, living in that in the you know in their environment and just just yeah, living in the fun. moment, man. Yeah, living in the <laughs> moment, man. That's what I wanted. So yeah, it's great. So yeah, make sure you um. Tune in next week because we're going to be having. I'm a Ghostbuster on. I'm looking forward to chatting with Ash because he has a very interesting take on games, which is a lot different to mine. So, the problem yeah. with games is not enough patience. Yeah. <laughs> problem with my game shop is it's not close enough to Greg's. <laughs> I need to find out the truth behind this rumor that he was once an Abercrombie and Fitch model. I know. I need to find that out because I don't believe him. He's adamant he was, but I don't believe him. He doesn't look like it. No, um, he may, not now. He, may have pre- he looks like he had one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, cheers for uh, staying and watching. If you have made it all the way through, I appreciate Timber. you. And Timber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the best. And uh, I'll see you next week for episode two. Good night, everybody.